blessing, 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 blessing. St. Corinthians 10 and 4 says, the weapons of our warfare are not the weapons are, are mighty through God, through the, uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. I'll say it again, but I'm going to read it in the New International Version. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of this world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Tell your neighbor, I'm not powerless. Use your weapons, and there are more many. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say that I'm not powerless. Use your weapons. There are many. Come on, say it again. I need you to say it like that. I'm not powerless. Use your weapons. There are many. There are many. There are many. Hi, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Bless your name. As we continue in this I'm Not Powerless series, I would like to encourage you, my brothers and my sisters, to begin to write this stuff down and begin to write it in your tablets and begin to write it in your phone and begin to say these things and begin to all the time in your mind and in your spirit say, I'm not powerless. Because you need to understand there's something on the inside of you that is a conduit of the spirit of the most high God. I'll say it again. You need to come into the understanding that there's a thing inside of you that is the conduit of the most high God. And because it is a conduit of the most high God, you are not powerless. You have to learn to use your weapons. And there are many. My brothers, today I would like to encourage you with something that you should know and maybe you should write down for future references. Is that we are in a warfare and the adversary who Jesus says only come to steal, kill, and destroy. This is an attack. If he can't stop you, he wants to wear, if he can't stop you, he wants to wear you down. You and I are in a warfare, but the enemy or the adversary does not necessarily fight the war fair. I'll say it again. You and I are in a warfare. And the enemy or the adversary or your obstacle or your circumstance, glory to God, or your hindrance does not necessarily fight the war according to the rules of engagement. The enemy knows that I have to get them in any way I can because I can't let you peek. I cannot let you have a moment, a time, a day, a space when you can sit down and just breathe the clean air of God. What I mean by that, for you to sit down and breathe and get around people who love the Lord. Get around people who talk in this stuff. Get around people who's talking faith. Get around people who's talking power. Get around people who's talking empowerment. Get around people who's talking finance. The enemy knows I cannot let you get around those people, so I must devise a, screen, a scheme and a strategy to try to hold you down, keep you from, keep your ears closed, keep your eyes shut, and make sure you doubt. Because if I can keep your ears closed, glory to God, keep your eyes shut, and to make sure you're doubt, I don't even have to really use any big weapons. All I have to use is the spirit of fear. 
And my brothers and sisters, so long you and I have been glory to God. I got to tell you one more time, you ain't powerless. You ain't powerless. You ain't powerless. The enemy wants to use this thing called fear. He is, wants to use this thing called fear. He uses fear because he understands that <laughs> he understands that fear is an agent or fear is a, 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 a fear is an agent or, or is a chance. I'm telling you, fear is just a chance, hallelujah, that may not never happen. But because of the fear factor, the fear factor will make you scared, will make you stop, will make you not go further, will make you not push beyond your cause because I'm afraid to. I have fear, but I got some good news from heaven to you. Can I tell you, you can drag your fear to the altar. Brothers, I've been saying for a long time, and I'm gonna keep on saying this. Whatever you got that's holding you back, drag it to the altar. You know, because sometimes that thing ain't gonna come willingly. Whatever's holding you back, whatever's your hindrances, whatever's inside of you that does not want you to go further, you gotta drag that thing to the altar. Matter of fact, drag you to the altar. Because the enemy does not want you to be on the altar either. Why? Because you'll begin to find out there's some enemies inside of me. There is an enemy that's an enemy. Thank you, Jesus. There's an enemy that's an enemy. And the enemy that's my enemy does not want me to experience, does not want me to get around power, does not want me to get around, does not want me to get around the keys to unlock every door. Because God, Jesus did not leave, Jesus did not leave this earth without giving you the keys to unlock every door. I am not powerless. There are weapons that were designed for me. There are weapons that were designed. Oh, my God, I'm trying not to preach so hard. There's weapons that were designed for me because God wants you to know you have the advantage. I got to tell somebody something. I got to tell my brothers and my sisters, I'm looking at you smack dab in this camera. And if we was at church, I'll come and put my eyeballs next to your eyeballs so you and I can have eyeball to eyeball contact. You can see the red veins in my eyes. Why? I want to tell you look you right smack dab in your face and point my finger at your heart and tell you you are not powerless you have weapons at your disposal and they are mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds that's in your life drag your fear to the altar oh my God matter of fact I need y'all to write that down see this is how we're gonna get free this is how we're going to get free. I need you to write it down. Drag my fear to the altar. Whatever your fear is, it could be relationship. Drag it to the altar. It could be a lack of money. Drag it to the altar. It could be, it could be I lie too much. Drag it to the altar. It could, be, it could be that I'm living in a relationship that I shouldn't do. Drag it to the altar. Whatever it is, drag it to the altar. He understands. And I, one thing I love about God is that when you drag the altar, he don't judge. One thing about God, when you drag it to the altar, he doesn't judge. He's all I want you to do is get it here. I don't care how it took you, get it here. Who you got to climb over, get it here. What you, have to, what you have to go around, get it here. What you got to dig up, get it here. Why? Because if you get it on the altar, I, the, he says, I answer by fire. Glory to God. Drag it to the altar. Drag it to the altar. Drag it to the altar. It's not a warfare. The adversary wants to keep you down. 
Except the enemy only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And some of you have been weary in your well-doing. Tell your neighbors, some of you have been weary in your well-doing. And because you've been weary in your well-doing, the enemy has decided to attack you in your weariness. Because when you're tired, your immune system, oh my God. When you're weary, physically, when you're weary, your immune system begins to get exposed. When you, when you are weary. And then he wants to attack your system of, immu of immunity. Because he understands that if I can attack your system, I can find a way to get in there with a, just a small virus. I don't need a big thing. I need a small thing that will cause damage and will cause damage inside. Just enough to open the door. Just enough to open the door. But the Bible says this. The Bible says this. I'm sorry. I used to buy used tires trying to save some. Can I give you a little testimony? I used to buy used tires, trying to save some money. And the used tires had the, because I believe the used tires had the ability to get me around temporarily. But not knowing enough about, but not knowing enough, but I knew that I was, but I was causing my own demise. Because if you keep buying used tires, you don't know what you're going to get. Plus, there is, when you buy a used tire, there's no guarantee or there's no warranty or no written agreement by the company because they're used tires. So what I was doing, I was weaponizing the enemy to attack me, glory to God, and my family while we're in that vehicle because of my ignorance, because I did not know or because I tried to make a shortcut. When you are, when you are with God, glory to God, you got to know there cannot be a shortcut. There must be all the way all the way, all the way in. Scripture says, I was, weaponizing, I was weaponizing the enemy to attack me in that area because of my ignorance. Ignorance, according to the dictionary, is the lack of, or the lack of knowledge, the lack of understanding, the, or the lack of learning. Scripture says this, that the only thing that hurts you, it, it, the only thing that hurts you, and the most of it is, is the lack of knowledge. Notice God didn't say my people. This is a statement from God himself. God did not say my people perish for the lack of money. My people perish, oh my God, for the lack of health. My people perish. He didn't say that. He said my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Not because, glory to God, not because of I don't have a father, not because I didn't have a mother, not because I didn't have people in my life. That wasn't how you perish. You perish for the lack of knowledge. Tell you, brother, I got to get me some knowledge. I got to get me some knowledge. Yes, pastor, them used tires was used and abused and hallelujah. And they could have caused my demise because of my ignorance and my lack of knowledge and understanding. But no, 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 my brothers and sisters, let me tell you, let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, no, no, no. The Bible, Jesus says my, to my brethren, if men perish for the lack of knowledge, Proverbs says the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Then the scripture says, in him I live, in him I move, and in him I have my being. Deuteronomy gives us an indication how we should, how we should live. Every man should live by, not by bread alone, not my own appetite, not by what I want to eat, not by my desires, but every word 
that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The wisdom book says, acknowledge God in all his ways, and he shall, acknowledge God in all his ways, and acknowledgement means to recognize the authority, the validity of his claims, glory to God, and to recognize the existence of his truth, glory, I got to say that one more time, wisdom book says, when you acknowledge God, what you're saying is, God, I recognize your authority, I recognize the validity of who you are, your credibility is so strong, unimmutable, unchanged, forever, forever settled in the heavenlies, hallelujah, God, or it claims and recognizes the existence of you being true, glory to God, you being the true God, hallelujah, forgive me, glory to God, glory to God, I got to say one more time, for the enemy, knowledge is, the acknowledgement of God means, means I recognize his authority, his unimmutable authority, I recognize the validity of who he is, his credibility is so strong, unmovable, unchangeable, ever move, ever being who he is, and then he says this, uh, then he says this, it claims, and the claims of recognizing the existence of him being all absolute truth. His words are spirit and his words are life. He did not leave you powerless. Jesus needs you to come into the weapon of understanding. Jesus understood that he's not going to leave you powerless. He instructed the disciples, I need all of you and, and friends to come and get to the upper room. I need you to get to the upper room. I need you to go to a place where there's power. The reason why I like saying that, but when Jesus says, I need you to go to Jerusalem, I need you to go to the upper room. He was giving instructions up where there is a place you can get to that has produces power. And when you get to the place that you get, when you get to the place that produces power, I need you to wait there till a sound is made. Are you making the sounds of power today? Have you decided that I'm going to keep my mouth shut? Have you decided you know, you're not going to do anything? Have you decided I'm not going to talk about it? I need some of you in the chat room, in the live chat, to start talking and say, I am not powerless. I need you to break the chain that's been over your life, to break the chain that's been over your mouth, and break the chain that's been over your fingers, and I need you to grab your cell phone. I need you to grab your pen and your paper, and I need you to write, I am not powerless, and put an emoji fire behind it. Why? Because what we're doing is that we're going to break the enemy's back. We're going to break the word that the enemy has put over your life. For we, because some of us have made, <coughs> some of us have made some illegal agreements with the enemy. And it's time to break the illegal agreement with the enemy. And the legal agreement is he comes to take your power. Jesus says the enemy only comes except but to kill your power, to destroy your power. Hallelujah. And I come today, Jesus said, but I have come that I may give you life and life more abundantly. I am not powerless. I have more power than I need. Glory to God. I have more power than I need. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus understood that you need power. He instructed you to go to the upper room. You're, I want you to know you're going to need power to be able, you're going to need power to be able to be saved. You're going to need power to be able to make sound decisions. You're going to be able to make, you're going to need power. And his words are spirit and in life. You're going to be able to need power to be able to stay, ma to stay married. You're going to need power to be able to stay saved. You're going to be able to, you're going to need power to be able to make effective decisions. Jesus understood you're going to need power to be effective in your ministry. You're going to need power to be effective in your salvation. You're going to need power to be effective in your manhood or your woman 
manhood. You're going to need power to bother you. You're going to need power that, that the enemy cannot come against you. Why? Because the enemy can only uh, the enemy can only attack what you think. He cannot attack what you know. I'll say it again for you, my brothers and sisters. Can I put some on you? The enemy cannot attack what you know. He can only attack or influence what you think. Because you know when you look up in the mirror and you look at yourself, you know that's you. The enemy can't fool you and tell you that. It's what you start thinking about you. That's what he can do to influence you or tell you that you're off. But I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, right now, if you begin to say, I know who I am. Because the very first thing that the enemy did to Jesus after Jesus came out, notice this, that Jesus was in the, Jesus was in the Jordan River. He was being baptized. And after Jesus came up from being baptized, the first thing that happened is a voice came from heaven that said, this is my son, <laughs> who I am well pleased. God gave him power right there. And then when he went to, hallelujah, and then when he went to the garden, went, 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 went to the wilderness, when he got in the wilderness, thank God for my stutter, when he got to the wilderness, when he, he got to the wilderness, what happens, the enemy came at Jesus, just as Jesus just heard God say, this is my son. God identified him, and the enemy came and said, I know you heard, I know I heard what God said to you, but did you hear what God said to you? My brothers and my sisters, can pastor tell you something? Did you hear what God said to you? So when the enemy told Jesus that Jesus turned around and said, Jesus turned around and looked at him right, right quick and said, hey, well, wait a minute. Man should not live by bread alone, but everywhere. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. I have power. I have power. You need power if you're going to make good decisions. You need power if you're going to survive. You are not powerless. He did not leave you and I powerless. Neither did he leave you without the ability to protect ourselves against the attack of the enemy. Notice, if you will, the next text says the weapons, the tools of protection are not the tools that used by men. The text says, the weapons of our welfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Here, my brothers and sisters, if you look in the text, it says here that see Jesus used, see man uses tools that's built by man's hands. But God does not use tools built by man's hands. He uses divine weaponry. Divine weaponry is not like anything you've ever seen before in your life. Divine weaponry is not made with steel. It's not made, oh my God, it's not made with steel. It's not made with bullets. It's not made with that. Sure, we have it on the earth. But divine weaponry goes beyond the bullet, goes beyond the gun, goes beyond the bazooka, goes beyond divine weaponry, goes beyond that. And the Bible says, and the reason, and I notice here in the text, I like what he said. He said, but the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. That means the weapons of our warfare are divine weapons. And I, that's why. I like asking, seeking, and knocking. What do you mean, Pastor? Those ain't weapons. Who says so? See, the enemy knows. I love the scripture that God identifies one. He says, my people perish for the lack of. And I know, I, I like that phrase again. And here it is again. We keep talking about my people. God has been putting you in identification factor. He has been giving you your um. What's that thing that was your passport? He's been giving you your spiritual passport. God's been calling you my people. And when God tells you my people, you have a spiritual passport. 
good God Almighty, to enter in and to go out, to enter into access. Glory God. The reason why he called you my people, because my people have spiritual accessibility, hardly to move in the spirit realm and to cause things as they were, as they were not. God gave you access because when God gave you access, he gave you a spiritual passport. And that spiritual passport opens the door of presence in your life. Why? It identifies who you are. You are not powerless. I hear you, preacher. I hear you. See, I remember the very first message we preached. God said here at the place of promise, and I like God's marking us. I like that. God is marking us. That mark on the place of promise that from the inception of the first word we preached, peculiar people, my People, God, and it's, and it's now our birthday time. It is glory to God. My people time, glory to God. And can I say, I believe God is saying it, it like this. My people, my people, you perish for the lack of knowledge because I had to inform you that, that when you acknowledge me in all thy ways, as it is in the book of wisdom, I will direct your path. It cannot fail. I believe relationship is developed when you ask I believe ask is a power. My asking has power. My asking builds my confidence. My asking stirs my faith. My asking pushes me beyond what I can see to the unseen realm and pursue it without eyes. My asking turns my spiritual yes to my asking turns my spiritual yes into a spiritual for, uh, to a spiritual uh, to a spiritual company from God. My, my asking will good. God Almighty, get me to the promise of God. My asking turns my spiritual eyes so I can see the delivering power of his promises. My asking is a weapon. Glory, God. For the weapons of my warfare, my brother, can I tell you, is power that has not been yet been revealed to you. You're seeking, you're seeking, you're seeking. I believe also your seeking will cause you to work in secret places. Glory to God. For the Bible says for the secret, oh my God, your seeking is done in quiet places. I believe your seeking is a weapon. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, my seeking is a weapon. Your seeking will cause you to walk, to work in secret. Your secret, your, your seeking will cause you to move in places that nobody else has seen before. Your seeking will cause you to do it in the secret places. When you begin to seek, you begin to seek in the place of the most high God where I shall abide. My seeking makes me dig deeper. My seeking causes me to pull things up, to tear things down. Why? Because I got to get closer because I feel it. Why? I'm seeking after it. My seeking opens the door. Glory to God. My seeking opens the door to power. My seeking will open the power of his heart. My seeking has power. My knocking, my knocking, the Bible says, my Bible says, my knocking has power. Knocking makes noise, glory to God. Knocking makes a sound that looks, that, that, that's looking at the door to be open. Knocking is the power to get behind the door. Glory to God, I'm helping somebody there, brothers. That's why he said knock, why? Knocking has the power to get you from, from where you are to behind the door just when you begin to knock. Knocking makes a sound of look, look at the door. Knocking makes a sound that said, door, I need you to be open. Knocking is the power to open doors, the power to unlock hearts. Knocking is just not with your hands. I want to tell you, you can knock, you can knock with your feet. So, Pastor, what do you mean? I can knock with my feet. Because there comes a time when I was a little boy and my parents would be upstairs. 
and I, and I would knock on the door, and they couldn't hear me. I would knock on the door, night in and night, knock on the door, and they couldn't hear me. But then I turned around and started to kick the door. I began to let my feet do the talking for me. My feet began, why? Because I didn't give up because my knock, they didn't hear my knock. I didn't give up because they didn't hear my ask. I didn't give up. Something said, do something that sounds that is ridiculous. So I began to kick the door. And when I began to kick the door, my father ran and said, hey, is you trying to kick the door in? I said, yes, sir. I'm trying to kick the door in. I wonder, is there anybody in the, in the chat room? Is there anybody in the building trying to kick the door in? Because my kicking is a weapon. Glory to God. The text says our weapons are not carnal. They are not flat. They are not fleshly. My prayer life is a weapon. Holy Ghost. My prayer life is a weapon. What prayer will do. See, the enemy wants you to think that prayer is boring. Can I, can I help you right quick? <coughs> the enemy wants you to think that prayer is boring. Because sometimes you get in prayer and all, all the people be at prayer is just the mothers. It seems that only the mothers want to pray. And it seems as though when you go to church, you have, a, you have a concert. The whole church is full of people to come and sing. But when you say, let's have a prayer revival, it seems as though only four or five want to come to the prayer revival. Not knowing that prayer will open up the door of worship. Prayer will cause glory to God, things to happen in your life. That the word says prayer is the prayer is the instrument glory to God is your biggest weapon upon this earth prayer besides praise and worship glory to God. we are not powerless but when you begin to pray my brothers and my sisters something happens to you in prayer when you begin to pray it's not about God help me when I begin to pray it's not about God help me it's about God what can I do for you to show myself valuable to you and then God says, I'll tell you what you can do for me. Let me deliver you. And when I deliver you, I'll show who you really are. I'll show what you can do through prayer. What prayer will do, that's why he said, man should always pray. Because when you begin to pray, prayer puts you in the right attitude. Prayer puts you in the right attitude because prayer is a thing of gratitude. God, I thank you that I'm able to. I thank you, God. See, sometimes we got caught up in prayer too much because we ask God. We always asking God. And I, I ask him too. I'm not going to talk about you when I talk about me. Pastor, ask God too. But there comes a time when in my prayer that I got to stop asking God. Say, you know what, God? You've been good. You've been kind. And if you never do anything else, you've done more than enough. One of my most powerful, one of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible is there were the boys called Hebrew boys. And those guys were getting ready to go to the fiery furnace, the biggest trial of their life. There was no turnaround. There was no tomorrow. There was no plan B, C, or D. It only was this. And they said something that's so powerful. They said, Lord, even if you do not deliver, we still know you can. But verse sister, when you begin, when you have a prayer life, that's what happens to you. Father, if this don't work out for me, I know something else will. I know that it may not see, hallelujah, you may not come when I want you, but you'll always be on time. I know you always hear me when I pray. Because Corinthians tell me that, I'm sorry, First John tells me, if this I have the confidence, knowing that if he hears us, knowing that I know that he hears us, he hears me when I pray. 
And when he hears me when I pray, I have a petition. I have power. See, you think that all time power has to be forced. Glory to God. When dealing with God, you don't, have, you don't need that sometimes. All you need is his word. His word will influence the enemy to move out of your way. Because when you begin to pray, prayer will open the door of influence. Prayer will touch somebody else's heart concerning you. When you begin to pray. And then if you can't pray yourself, you find somebody else who you know can pray. Because the Bible says when two or three are gathered together in the midst of them, there will be power accessible. Yes to you. There will be power accessible to you. When you learn how to pray, you are not weaponless. And not only do we have prayer as a weapon, we have the word as a weapon. Good God Almighty. This thing called the word, the word, the word, the word, the word. And I love it because when you begin to use the word, the word will begin to work for you. The word will begin to cause you to align yourself up with the agreement what God has said about you. My brothers, all we are to do, you and me may be just out of line. If you and I are in alignment with God, there will be a turnaround in your life that will be so strong when you and I are in alignment with God. Because when the word is activated, when the word is activated, you'll be see there's power in his word. The Bible says that we know that the earth was framed by the power of his word. And I want to like about the word, the words, the word, the Bible declared that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I want you to know that his word will become a flesh thing in your life and dwell among you. My brothers, not only do we have the word, which we have, oh my God, which we have the word. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not, are not mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It says the, these weapons are divinely forged. That's rightly word, uh, that is rightly divinely forged. To finally forge, especially that these weapons we have went through a divine process. A divine testing, if you will. A divine testing before it reached to you, it was heaven tested. Heaven guaranteed. Heaven word. Uh, heaven weighed. Heaven written. Heaven measured. Heaven qualified. I've learned something about weaponry. In order to be the effectiveness of the weapons, you must find a weapon that is weighed for you. You must find a weapon that is designed for you. My brothers and sisters, weapons, I was watching the Olympic trials, and the Olympic trials were the thing called the fencers. They were, they were sword fighters. And the thing about a sword fighter <coughs> is that the Olympic trial sword fighters, when he went to go get his weapon, he, when he reached for it, he had to look, look what name was on it. He had to know why, because it was weighed for him. So when he, when he did like that, it didn't matter what the other guy was outweighing him. It didn't matter what the other guy's weapon had. He had one that was weighed for him, weighed and measured for him. So when he got in the ring, when he got in the obstacle to fight the man, he began to wield his weapon because it was made and weighted for him. It was divinely forged. It was forged for him. And I got to tell you something. These weapons of our warfare that God gives us are divinely forged for you and me. They're not too big. They're not too heavy. They fit just right. That's why when Saul told David, David, the man of the God's own heart, do you need my weaponry? Do you need my help? Do you need my covering? And David said, Saul, I thank you very much. But you was not there in the wilderness when I fought the bear and the lion. 
You was not there when God, hallelujah, I'm trying not to, glory to God. You were not there when God delivered me from the hand of the enemy. You was not there when I picked up the five stones and I began to slingshot and test my own weaponry. Because God began to tell me, I need you in the wilderness so you can test these weapons. My brothers and sisters, can I tell you about the weapons of your warfare? When God begins to give you weapons of your warfare, he will give you a licensed instructor who has the authority to teach you how to be effective. You tell your neighbor, neighbor, I got a licensed instructor who will teach me the authority, who will teach me how to use my weapons effectively and to be effective in what I'm doing. See, because the instructor wants to show you the safe way to use your weapons. And he acknowledges what weapons is works best for you. That's why I don't mind asking God, God, what weapon can you pick out for me that will help me be effective in destroying the stronghold? So when the enemy comes to attack my house, what weapon do I use? When the enemy comes to attack my job, what weapons do I use? When the enemy comes to attack my ministry, what weapons do I use? When the enemy comes to attack my family, tell me, God, what weapon do I use? Because I found that the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. And I come today to tell you, pick up your weapon. You're not powerless, and there's many more. And the things I like about the weapons is that they're divinely forged because force only, under, force only understands force. And not, and not only to be teaching effective weaponry that's available to you. Now, when you have a weapon, there's something about a weapon that I didn't understand, that I didn't know. But you need oil when you have a weapon. You need oil when you have a weapon. Tell your neighbor you need oil when you got a weapon. And the weapon of our warfare is the anointing oil. Tell your neighbor, get some anointing oil because the anointing oil will lube your weapon. The anointing oil will keep your weapon sharp. The anointing oil will cause your weapon to always fire on time. The anointing oil, you need the oil in your life. Tell your neighbor, I am not powerless. I have weapons at my disposal. I can pray at my disposal. I can fast at my disposal. I can read at my disposal. I can proclaim at my disposal. I can decree at my disposal. I can sing at my disposal. I can dance at my disposal. I can worship at my disposal. I can give at my disposal. I am not powerless, but I am full of weapons. Tell your neighbor for the last time you got weapons at your disposal. That's why I don't mind waiting, waiting on God is a weapon the Bible said but those that wait upon the Lord he will renew your strength and you shall mount up with wings of eagles waiting on God is a weapon my praise is a weapon my praise is a weapon when I began when I began to say thank you when 
clap my hands. Clapping is a weapon. Clapping is a weapon. That's why the Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout out to God with a voice of triumph. I found out that my clapping is a weapon. I found out that my waving is a weapon. The Bible tells me that when I wave, rescue becomes available to me. Waving is a weapon. Every time I get a chance, I got to fire off a praise to God. Every time I get a chance, I got to fire off a clap to God. Every time I get a chance, I got to fire off a glory to God. Every time I get a chance, I got to fire off a thank you to God. It's my weapon. You may say, Pastor, why do you scream like that? Pastor, why do you move like that? It's my weapon. Hallelujah. I thank God that my weapon is made for me. I thank God that my weapon is made for me. I thank God that my weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. So you may laugh and say, Pastor, all y'all do is dance over there. But I'm telling you, my dancing is a weapon. The Bible tells me, dance before the Lord. Dance before him, make his presence known. Dance before him, make his presence known. I'm dancing because I'm not weaponless. I'm not weaponless. You may say, Pastor, why y'all sing like that? Because singing is a weapon. Singing says, make a joyful noise. Sing a new song before the Lord. And I'm singing because singing is my weapon. Yes, sir. My brothers and sisters, I gotta go. But I'm telling you, you are not weaponless. I'm telling you, there's power in your praise. I'm telling you, there's power in your wave. I'm telling you, there's goodness in your wave. I'm telling you, there's glory in your wave. You are not powerless. Tell somebody, tell anybody. I'm not powerless. I have weapons at my disposal, and I choose the weapon that fits me. I'm firing off every time I get a chance. I want to block. I want to blow up the enemy's territory. I'm firing off every time I get a chance. So enemy, here's my weapon of praise. Here's my, here is my weapon of dance. Here is my weapon of shouting. Here is my weapon of singing. Here is my weapon of preaching. Here is my weapon. And I'm not powerless. Yes, God. Tell your neighbor, 
for the very last time. I'm not weaponless. Tell your neighbor for the very last time. I'm not weaponless. That's why I sing the way you do. That's why sometimes you got to get a song in your heart that just minister to you. It's consuming fire, sweet perfume, Holy Spirit, fill this place. I'm creating a bomb. Hallelujah. When I begin to use my weapons, because the weapons of my warfare are mighty through God. And there will be anointing. I'm not weaponless. I'm not weaponless. Versus I'm not weaponless. That's why I shout the way I shout and dance the way we dance. We're not weaponless. Don't the enemy fool you or tell you that God has forgotten you. God knew, Jesus knew when he left that the human experience is going to need power. Jesus knew when he left that the human experience was going to need a comforter. You are not powerless. Your family could be acting up on you. Your children could be acting up on you. You are not powerless. And my wife reminded me something the other day, and I really wanted to get smart with her. But you know, sometimes Holy Ghost got to prevail. Because I really wanted to get smart with her. The Lord told me, he says, you know what? You ain't powerless. Choose your weapon wisely. You ain't powerless. You don't need a bazooka in a gunfight. You don't need a bazooka in a gunfight. You don't need an AK-57 in a pistol fight. Choose your weapons wisely. Choose the weapon of influence. Choose the weapon of favor. Choose the weapon of blessing. Choose the weapon of dominion. Choose the weapon of giving. Choose the weapon of giving. See, that's the weapon nobody really talks about, the weapon of giving. But the weapon of giving will cause the enemy to run from you. What God wants to create in your life is this. Is that there? he wants to have so much glory on you that the small things will get intimidated and won't even come nigh your dwelling. God wants to have so much glory on you. Through your giving, my life, my ministry, my talk, my walk, through your giving, I give it all to you. But your giving, your seed sowing, will cause the enemy to back off of you. Because the enemy says, I tried everything, and they kept on giving. I tried everything, and they kept on sowing. I even took away what they thought they needed, but they kept on giving. I can't beat them with nothing. And glory, when glory's on you, glory is the one of the greatest repellents of the attacks of the enemy. Because people say, you know what? Man, you look so good. So much glory on your life. I tell this story now. I tell it, tell it a long time. My wife and I was at the store called Lowe's. And we were just walking through there buying something. 
And I had some, I, I, I didn't have on nothing great, just some Nike apparel. My, my wife was dressed down, you know, she go to Home Depot looking like she finna buy the stove. When she go to Home Depot, she's like she finna buy the stove. Y'all pray. Pray for us. Y'all see the pictures? Y'all see the pictures you post on Facebook? Yeah, she walking like she finna buy the stove. And the girl, and the girl said to us, she's working the counter. She said, are y'all church people? Now, mind you, there's other people, there's other people all over, all over the, all, 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 all over the counter. There's the people buying stuff all over. But she walked to us and said, are y'all church people? And I just looked at my cookie. I looked at the cookie. I said, yeah, we are. She said, I can tell. She said, I can tell. And she gave the biggest smile. Because when glory is upon your life, one of our greatest sin is this. That we live the way we live is because we give the way we give. And I'm telling you, my brother, if this message has helped you in any way, shape, or form, I want you to know you are not powerless. Giving, giving is a way to power. Giving is a way to power. Giving is, I'm trying to get it to you. I really am. The way to power. And if you want to help us today with our, with our giving, your tithe and your offering, I want you guys to look and, and go, 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 go to Cash App. You have Cash App. Or you go to Text to Give. The number's on the screen. 502-650-9147. It could be Pop to Give or Pop to Tithe. All in caps. Or you can go to Cash App, the place of promise. I want you to know pastors looking for, pastors looking for also covenant partners that will give an additional $20 a week on your, on your tithe and your offering. I'm looking for covenant partners that will give an additional $20 a week on top of your tithe and your offering. God understands sacrifice. Because we teach here at Place of Promise that your praise is your tithe. Your offering is your worship. Your praise is your tithe. I thank the Lord. But your offering is your worship. Father, I'm giving you out of what I have left. And I ain't going to do that because last time we said that, we, 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 we almost jumped, almost tore the steel up. I'm going to give you with what I got left. With what I have left. Glory to God. With what I have left. I thought I didn't have enough. But God, if I don't got enough, I'll give you what I have left. The boy with the, the boy with the two fish and follow the bread said, look, I don't got enough. But I'll give you what I got left. Father, I don't have enough, but I'll give it with what I got left. And what I got left will bring me what I needed the most. What I got left will bring me what I needed the most. My brothers and my sisters, can I tell you this secret? If you give God what you got left, if you give God what you got left, I make a promise to you, there will be a turnaround. If you give God what you got left, I make a promise to you, there'll be a turnaround. And you said, preacher, how do you know there'll be a turnaround? Look at me. I gave God what I got left. And what I got left, hallelujah. Glory.
Verses, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. My brothers, I'm telling you. Some of you said, Father, I don't have it. But I'm telling you, find a way to give God what you got left. Father, I don't have it. I know he knows. 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 But I'm telling you, he knows. Glory, he knows. I don't know about you, but if you're at church, I'll tell you, go find somebody and borrow. Go borrow it and tell them, I don't know what I can give back to you because I got to give God what I got left. I got to give God what I got left. I got to give, give God what I got left because when I give God what I got left, he in turns, the Bible says, he take what you got left, he blesses it, and then gives it back. And then you find yourself glory to God. We trying in here. My brothers and eight, something's moving in here. Oh. Because I'm not weaponless. Brother, oh my God. Glory to God. Hey. With what I got left. So get your tithe and offer together. Get your tithe and offer together. And I'm going to pray over your tithe and your offering. Father, this is the sixth month. Father, and I know that in the sixth month, it's called the day of man. And what you did to man is you said, man, I made you in my image and my likeness. Hey, I made you in my image and my likeness. And what I'm about to do for you. What I'm about to do for you. Glory to God. With what you got left. You are not powerless. Get your tithe and your offering. Come on, get it. We're going to give together. We're going to give together because what flows from the head flows down. We're going to give together. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you, Lord, for this tithe and this offering. I thank you, God, that I'm also giving I'm not power, a powerless seed, that I am not powerless seed. And, Father, I know you said, you will rebuke the devourers for my sake. And I thank you for rebuking the devourers for my sake. For you said, you shall open the windows of heaven and pour me a blessing that I have no room to receive. Thank you, God, for influence, favor, health, wealth. I thank for expansion, for giving to us what we, what we deserve, what your grace says we should get. I thank you, God, and we give it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Come on, give your tithe and offering. And give your special $20 seed. First lady's going to come. Oh, but what I got left. With what I got left. With what I got left. I'm trying to be nice. With what I got left. 
Sanja for what I got left. Sanja for what I got left. Jenna for what I got left. Y'all for what I got left. For what I got left, y'all. First lady's gonna come. For what I got left. I am not powerless. Come on, you wanna say it. I am not powerless. I have weapons at my disposal. I am not powerless. Man who said with what I got left, I got a secret for you in case you didn't know it. It ain't yours. Anyway, it's all his. I'm just saying, it's all his anyway. So what you got left is his anyway. So you might as well go ahead and get it. I'm just saying, amen, amen. Thank you, hallelujah. It ain't yours, hallelujah. He's the only one, hallelujah, that I know that can make something out of nothing. I'm a living testimony that when I gave everything that he gave me, Hallelujah, didn't know how I was gonna make a pill. He turned that thing around as he always does. Always making something out of nothing. Hallelujah, and I thank him and I praise him for it. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We are not powerless. He has given us the power. Hallelujah, you better use what our Father gave us. I want to encourage you to go ahead and put your prayer request in the screens. Whatever you need us to touch and agree with you on. I got word last night and this morning that I have two family members that are in the hospital. Please pray for Calvin McMillan and also please pray for Mary Hannah. One had a surgery and one had um, something with the blood. But we know God is able, hallelujah, he's able to heal. We know him as a healer. We thank him for health, life, and strength, amen. Um, you want to see if we have any prayer requests while I do the announcements? I want to remind you that we are still in connection with Desire Thy Portion Ministries. We are asking you for t-shirts, shorts, jeans, sneakers, whatever your heart has to give please give to this ministry this this kingdom ministry this kingdom-minded sister our Fonte Darlene is a kingdom-minded ministry worker and we want to assist and get on board with this great great ministry we are still also in connection with solutions of life ministries offering counseling in every single area of your life so please reach out to my dear, dear sister, Pastor Cynthia Terry, and she'll get you what you need. I want to also remind you that we are still running the campaign. Um, we will need some items when we move into our new location. Um, so help us to secure this location, but not only secure the location, we need chairs, we need new cameras, we'll need bunch of new equipment we'll have a list for you actually 
um, that we're working on. So we want to post that for you so that you know that you're giving to good ground and that you're giving to the ministry of pop. Amen. Do we have any prayer requests? You guys keep me in prayer uh, just for headaches.